I wondered why I couldn't say hello to you guys. Let me turn this music off. I was wondering why I couldn't say nothing as I had my muke mited because the muke mited. Ew. My mic muted. And uh, it was because of a stupid dog in the background barking and I didn't want to go through the music to act like I was playing dog sound effects. But uh, nevertheless, we are back again with episode 109. Um, yeah, this is a very sweet interview. I really hope you all enjoy uh, two people in one and never tried it this way, but it turned out great and I uh, hope you like it. And uh, power to the people. I don't know. I just didn't know what to say. Um, so I will see you guys. Well, I guess I'll see you guys in a minute because you're going to hear me again. So uh, I forgot this wasn't the end of the episode. This is the beginning since I did the, I'm actually doing this last. So it really throws me off. Um, again, as you know, I am a mess. But uh, see you guys in a minute. All right, guys, so we're back again with another one. Um, as I said many times before, uh, if you want to know where I find a lot of my guests, Podmatch is a, is a great place. Um, and I every so often I go on there, I type in the search engine certain keywords like disability and disabled and, you know, mental health, certain things. Um, and every so often some new people pop up. And, and I, this time, for the first time, we're actually going to have two people on at once, um, a mother and, and daughter, and it's, it should be good. So... <laughs> Uh, as I talked to her mother yesterday, we got to know each other a little bit and she pointed me in direction, some videos I watched and there's some, they're very inspiring and, you know, it kind of make you run through many emotions, but it's, you know, very inspiring and I'm happy to get to know these people. Um, and so do you girls want to introduce yourself? I don't care who goes first. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mary Angelini, co-founder of Gabby's Grounds and Gabby's Pals. <laughs> and this is my daughter. I'm Gabby. Hello. Um, <laughs> now, again, some of it I've gotten from the interview, and some of it we I found out from you yesterday. But uh, you, how how many kids do you have? I think you said five. Yeah. How many brothers do you have? Yeah, five brothers. Five okay. brothers. You're the only. Yeah. Okay, so there's six of you in total. Yeah. Um. Uh. Does is Gabby the only one? And again, I don't know whoever wants to answer. Is she the only one that has a any kind of disability or condition? Yep, what do you have? Johnson Duo. Yep. Right. Um, so, I actually, this is for, for Mary before we, because, you know, there's a period of time, Gabby, you weren't even in the picture. So, um, yep. when you were having, you know, you obviously had, uh, how, what's the order as far as, you know, the oldest? Like, is she the youngest? Is she in the middle somewhere? Oh, um, she's the fifth. Okay, she's the fifth. So, she, so, she's the second uh, youngest. Um, yeah. So when you were having kids, like, did you know anything about Down syndrome? Um, no, I really didn't. I mean, I think back in my childhood growing up, there was a lady who used to walk up and down um, our street to catch the bus. And, you know, she was small in stature. She was kind of cross-eyed. And um, I did, we never talked to her or anything, but, you know, I noticed her. Um, but, you know, growing up in school, you know, we didn't have any classmates with Down syndrome or any special abilities at all. So right. um, I really had no idea what to expect when they said, um, you know, we're concerned she has Down syndrome. Now, when, when they diagnose, like, how, how do they diagnose for Down syndrome? Is that something you know before she's even born? Is that something that comes later after she's born? Or how does that work? They can um, do an amniocentesis, um, and I believe that will tell you if there's infection of um, any abnormalities, but it can also um, spontaneously abort the child. So I declined that offer um, yeah. to have the amniocentesis. It's a ginormous needle that they put through your stomach and take the amniotic fluid and test it. So I declined that and said, you know, whatever. Whatever this baby has, we'll deal with it. You know, God won't give me anything that I can't handle. So we didn't do that. Um, so at birth, they were able to tell, um, you know, because she, you know, they have a simian crease on their hand, you know, goes across their, their palm and like her toes, like her big, between her big toe and the next toe, there's a space and, um, you know, just little markers they could tell. So, you know, right after birth, they said, you know, we're concerned. 
um, that she has Down syndrome, but we're going to do a blood test to make sure. Right. So, so you had some you had some theories that she probably would turn out this way, but you weren't all sold in until they actually start doing these tests. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, even the pregnancy, I kind of felt like impending doom that something something was not right. Um, I thought I was going to lose the baby um, the whole time. Really, I thought I wasn't going to have it. Really felt like something was going on there. Um, but the other thing too is because I didn't know anything. We um, there was a group that we started called the Triangle Down Syndrome Network, and uh, we created these notebooks, if you will, to give um, people in the hospital so that when they got that diagnosis, that they could read about it and read inspiring stories that you know people who have Down syndrome are successful because you know sometimes the doctors don't realize and they tell you you know the wrong things you know right yeah no that's awesome yeah I mean. Um, how much research did you start doing once she was diagnosed with that? Did you start really, did you, did you know anyone in your life that even had a child or anybody in the family or anyone around that could even point you in the right direction? There was, um, a a woman from my church that I was in a Bible study with and I've known her for a long time. And her granddaughter, um, Megan had Down syndrome who had just been born a few months before Gabby. So she reached out to me and, you know, we had a lot of conversations and, and then, you know, there was this group that was starting with um, people who had a baby with Down syndrome and actually another woman in that group, her and I worked in a different state um, for IBM and she had a son with Down syndrome. So I looked across the room with a familiar face as well, but okay. So, so the support group was instrumental um, for the, at least the first five years. And I think there was 15 people in our area that had a baby with Down syndrome. So we kind of clung together for those first five years before the kids started going to kindergarten and stuff. You know, so it was, was any advice to anybody out there that has a child, like definitely find some friends that are going through the same thing so you could bounce ideas off each other and be there for each other. Right. Um, and before we get to, to Gabby, like how, how, you know, just as a parent, as a mother, obviously you're very protective and, you know, you love your kids and all that, but how, how did you, how different was it from all your other kids and like the challenges and, and just, um, cause there's gotta be some really hard cause I'm, you know, I, I know from what my mom went through. Um, and again, it's the same thing as like a marriage. Like you don't know what you signed up for. You, you say you do, but then tragedies and certain things happen within the middle there you just go like oh I didn't this was unforeseen I didn't see this happening so um like how how you know what were some of the challenges and how different really was it from obviously raising at the time four other kids um well you know it's challenging having five kids to anybody um but she um she had some uh, issues at the hospital after she was born and they had to transfer her to another hospital to do surgery and um, at that point, it kind of went from feeling like a victim, like, what's the matter? Why did God do this? What happened? I'm a good person right. to, OK, this is my daughter. And now I need to stand up and fight for her because I'm going to make sure these doctors and nurses are doing everything they can because she's vulnerable and I need to protect her. So I kind of switched real quick in the game to that. So, you know, when I brought her home, it was always, you know, mama bear is going to protect her and fight for her. So. It was like that through school at all the IEP meetings. It was it was a constant battle with them. And I think it's better now, you know, 20 some years later right. for the people that are going through IEP meetings. It's, it's a different world. And thank God people before us paved the way. So, right. yeah, no, it's still know, a struggle. Was, yeah, I've been in my IEP meetings and, and, and I've yeah. seen what my mom and, and certain people fought for me. And it's you know, there's still a lot of ignorance and certain closed mindedness that people don't really understand what we need. Um, there's certain things when they, you, you start to point out things that you do need and they go, well, what about this? And you go, no, they don't need that. And then it's all of a sudden, it's almost like a downplay. Like, well, oh, well, if they don't need that, then they should be fine. It's like, there's just certain things you need just to get through and to function better, uh, to help you, you know, normalize whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. True. Um, did, and again, I've asked this to a few other parents that I've had on. Did, did, was there any kind of conversation to your other children about maybe you had to give Gabby just a little more attention because of what she was going through, especially at a young age? Because obviously there could be some jealousy issues type of thing. 
No, um, I don't, I don't even think I told them that she had Down syndrome. Um, they, you know, we treated her just like everybody else, you know, and I think that's her strong suit was that, you know, four brothers and then another one later, um, you know, she did everything they did. And especially the younger one, he's two years younger than her. I mean, he kind of, you know, raised her alongside the, with himself, you know what I mean? Whatever he did, she did. If he's riding a skateboard, she's right next to him riding a skateboard. If we went snowboarding, she's snowboarding right next to him. So, you know, they kind of pulled her along and treated her just like anybody else. So we didn't, we didn't treat her any different. She really didn't need anything different. I mean, she had heart surgery when she was, I think five, um, you know, but that's just normal stuff that people go through and have surgery. But other than that, we didn't really treat her any different. I mean, She'd be sad sometimes, you know, because the kids at school wouldn't invite her to birthday parties and stuff. But she didn't really, you know, she didn't see the big picture of, you know, but she saw her brothers getting invited or doing sleepovers and she saw that she wasn't. Right. So that was the hardest part, I think, was being left out from the rest of the community. Right. So, Gabby, how, how do you feel like, do you feel that was very beneficial for you in your life as far as having such a devoted and protective family? Oh, your brother's like taking care of you when you're growing up and skating with you and all that. What do you think? Do you think that was good for you? It was really fun to be with my brother, Quentin. With Quentin, yeah. And Lois. The most. He's awesome. He is awesome. He loves He always gets along with me. We all do sleepovers downstairs, make me milkshakes. Yeah. uh, fun. He was your best friend, right? He's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, I'm I'm sure, Gabby, just as a a young age, you're probably – you know, certain people treat you differently and there's things that are, I don't know, let's say you're turned down for certain things that you want. I mean, obviously, we'll get down to a certain point where you try to get jobs and all that. But, um, you know, there's got to be a lot of frustration when you're just trying to just fit in and some people just won't allow it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um so one of the things I, I I thought was very important in that interview to hear, and it's something I've I've, I've thought about, and and uh, I had a woman on who uh, she she works with children with with special needs, uh, autism, Down syndrome, and so on, um, and she we were talking about how one of the things that you said in the interview about, or you and the other woman about how there there's kind of. They're this like basic version of us that they don't have a filter, but they're, they're full of love and they want just your, you know, they want the love back. They want to know that they're doing well and, and, and so on. But like, they have this part that like, we all kind of lose when we get to us, like when life kind of beats us down or we just experience life, um, where, you know, they don't really have the whole, like, they don't, they don't hate people. They just they just have love and they just don't have a filter of how they go about it, but they're really like the purest form of kind of who we are. Yeah, totally agree with that. Totally, totally. Yep. Total, all love, a hundred percent love. Um, even Gabby's book that she co-authored called Gabby, the puppy. Yes. Um, that talks about what you were, what being bullied, feeling bullied by your friend and in school and in school, it pushed her down the steps. So, oh, yeah. And then, so you wrote about, you know, how, you overcame that with kindness and yes. you know just moved on right overcomer you're an overcomer that's right so uh, <clears throat> what what kind of helped you get through all that gabby um hmm. god helped me through everything okay yeah because bullying can be very very hard on someone I, I went through it as a kid and um i actually got bullied by some of the teachers believe it or not too um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had teachers who wouldn't let me go to the bathroom and just like made me sit in it. It was terrible. Um, wow. and then, you know, kids would throw stuff at me and kick me and things like that. Um, oh, wow. so yeah, it's terrible. It really is. And then, you know, I mean, I still, I still have this certain feeling when I see even just like movies or television shows where you see a kid just kind of, whether it's because he's a little, he or she's a little bigger or, or whatever it is. And they're being made fun of is like, there's a part of me that's still, there's just like innate feeling that I go like, I just feel bad for them, even if it's entertainment. Um, yeah. And I'm not super sensitive or anything. Like I, I'm very, I have very tough skin, but there's a part of me that's just like, man, I just know what it's like to be that young TJ or Gabby to just be picked on for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I really like I, I always try to stress that with someone like Gabby, who's just, you know, f- such a great spirit and just a sweet person and, and people preconceive them. You know, they think these certain thoughts about them and, and what they think they know. But it's like, man, like, do you understand the stuff that they don't have is kind of the good stuff? Because it's like they're such they're they're really kind people, and yeah, maybe they don't take in as much information as we can. Because I saw you talking about like math and saying certain things, but it's like who cares? Like they're they're like they're they don't stress life like we do. They don't worry about a lot of the stuff, and and maybe some degree that isn't all great, but for the most part, it's like the fact that you can just get somebody in this pure form and they can just be kind to you, and you don't have to worry about them stealing or cheating on you or treating you like crap. Um, it is very like heartwarming and, and just it's, it's awesome to know that that even like people like that even exist. That's true. That's totally true. I mean, wherever she goes, I mean, she just hugs people. I mean, people hug her. People just <laughs> love her. I mean, really. I mean, even I think we posted on Facebook on her birthday. I think she had like four hundred people wish her happy birthday on <laughs> Facebook because everybody just loves her. Once they meet her and she yeah. hugs them, she just they can feel that hundred percent pure love coming out of her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they just well, you they must smile. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> hug you. Yeah, you, 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 it's good to have that though. It's good to have because when when because if you can kind of avoid letting her see more negativity than she needs to, obviously the bullying and that stuff was already part of it. But I mean, the internet, there's so much of that floods in. But if she can just see so much positivity that she gets from the videos she's done, just you know, the people that she's met along her journey. Um, it helps her to have a, like a, a decent mindset and, and just to feel good about her reality and just about just life. True. Yep. You're absolutely right. Because it, it, it's, you know, it, you know, I don't know how much she can take in, but when for me, like I, you know, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. And if you sit there and watch the news, you're just going to think everything is terrible. But when you see someone like her, who's just giving hugs to everybody, it's like, yeah, like why can't, we have more of this. Like we're, we're just fighting each other for mask or not wear a mask or who votes this way and who buys this type of phone and that. And it's like, you see someone like her and she's just like, no, I'll just hug you. I don't, I don't care about your color or gender or any of that nonsense. True. That's totally, you're exactly right. Seriously. That's exactly who she is. And most, most of her friends are the same way. Yeah. They just want to have a good time, have fun. And dancing. Dancing and work and, have a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, and, and that I, to me, I, I put this out to, I said this in one of the interviews. I said, I would love to know what it would be like if everybody was just like blind for two months and everybody forgot what everyone looked like when we were just blind for a couple months. And I was just using it as my experience. Again, I can see some, but if we were all blind for two months, like how much would racism stop? How much would sexism, like all this, like all these things that we just automatically, the only thing you can go by is all your other senses because visually people just that's usually when we we judge people it's just off of visuals and we just say okay that person is that because they dress this way they do this they do that um and i wonder how much things would change again i I think it would but you never know but it's the same thing with with gabby where it's like someone who's so sweet i wonder if we were we all in some ways had either down syndrome or something close to it where we didn't have any of these other thoughts like how much the world would actually be a better place Oh, yeah, 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 totally, 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 exactly. I mean, I never thought about that, about not seeing anybody's color or anything or sexuality, uh, like being blind like that. That That is that is really life-changing right there, seriously. Yeah. That, that's really something to think about. Yeah, because, you know, again, I'm getting to know you, ladies, but it, it's, it's like a lot of people don't want even – want to know us like they they just they just they want to think they know everything and and they see someone who struggles a little bit and it's like oh well they're they're struggling because of whatever like they make up things in their head you know they see someone who's homeless and it's like they automatically assume that they're a drug addict or an alcoholic and it's like you don't know what mistakes they made that didn't have anything to do with it maybe they you know just whatever they their life was hard in one way or another and maybe whatever it did it translated into some decisions that they made and now they're living on the street and it's like the fact that you can yeah. judge someone like that like we're all like i think one of the things i, I try to stress a lot with, with people with disabilities is like and the same thing with with addiction issues and homelessness and stuff like that like we are all like two and with disabilities we're all just one way one, one horrible tragedy away from becoming disabled 
one yeah. way or another. Like you can trip and poke your eyes out and blind, or you can get into a car accident and paralyze yourself. Like there's so many ways of becoming. That. Obviously, it's a little different in Gabby's situation because it's more how she was born. But it, you know, it's still like it's not you, it's not that hard to becoming become disabled or homeless or any of these things. It's just how life plays out, and and you know, it's it's the fact that people can actually judge from afar and just see someone like Gabby, me, or or anybody out there that's just struggling. It's like, do you understand? Like. There's there's a story to this, and the first person should probably be able to share their story to help them get out of this, you know, shithole that they're in. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's true. They need to see with their heart, not with their eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, see, it sounds so corny and hokey, but these things just get overused because people don't mean them. It's like it's kind of like how marriage is where it's like less than 50% of people stay together. So it's not really that sacred anymore, but it is sacred when it's meant to be. Um, and so when you say things like what you just said, it's like, yeah, it, it's absolutely that it's just people say things like people say, I love everything, but they don't really know what love means. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, so Gabby, do you, do you, do you like realize like how much your family has like, you know, sacrificed and just, just put in time just to help make sure you have the best life possible. Cause I, I realized oh, yeah. it with my mom. Mm. Yeah. About your mom. So it's asking about me. So about how much, you know, we've done for you. Yeah. I started, you know. We accomplished everything when I love my mom cause I always love her no matter what. Right mom. That's right. That's great. I love my mom cause is good bonding with her. That's awesome. Right. That's very, very sweet. Um, and it was kind of talked about in that one interview, but what, what, what has kind of Gabby done for you in your life? Just, you know, cause I guess there was something you girls were saying in there about how much they brought to your life that you didn't really realize was missing. Oh, I mean, it's just a totally different level like you said like being blind makes you see the other people can't see even though you're blind you're seeing clearer than than somebody else who's not blind sees you know you're seeing the truth and that's the same thing with you know having um you know gabby having down syndrome it's like you see the world through different eyes now and and you see what's important um in life and and how we really should be treating other people like you said they're 100 percent love and that's how we should treat others. And uh, yeah, we don't live up to that every day, but we can strive for that. And just, you know, meeting all of her friends and seeing the, you know, the different struggles they've gone through and seeing, you know, how they're still happy and so lucky. And yeah, we should be thankful that they're in our life because they are the ones that see the true meaning. They're the ones that see, uh, they're like little glimpses of heaven. I mean, just, you know, things they say, things they do, they're just, they're just fun to be around. And, and I wouldn't want to be around anybody else. I mean, they're, they're awesome. They're like family. They are like a family. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I mean, <laughs> Gabby, you're like a huge bar that's set for, for your mother and people around you that you, you, you're so infectious and you bring so much love to everybody that it, it's hard for your mother or anyone else to kind of mingle with anyone new because you bring them something, so much joy that, uh, that a lot of people don't bring or don't offer. That's <laughs> true. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's, I know. But you can even tell it in your in your voice, like how you're just super giddy and smiling, and and I mean this isn't a visual thing. Like I'm, you know, I just can hear it, and you can just tell you're a happy person. Which, um, in a time we're in, like it, it's, it's super important to have people like you. Yep, she's an inspiration. She's all optimism, this girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody say you're having a good day? She's like, I always have a good day. It's true. I always have fun, right? I always do, Mom. You do. You love life. I just do, I am. You enjoy everything. Singing, dancing on the way to work. And, it's not fair part. You know, you just have fun the whole day. I always do. You do. But do it fine. Yep. Your, uh, your mother says you play a lot of sports? Yeah. What's your what favorite? Do do? Yeah, what, do you, what kind of sports do you play? My favorite is the skiing. Oh, ski. Do you, you have the Do you have the coordination to stand up? Yes. All right, good for you. I don't think I would. Taught her in Special Olympics. Taught her how to ski in one day. Wow. Yeah. I watched 
baby, 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 baby slope to the next slope to the next slope to the next slope. All big ones in one day. (laughs) You're amazing. You have no fear. Nope. That's awesome. What else? Play tennis. And basketball. Basketball. Tennis. Tennis. You used to play hockey, ice hockey. Uh, your mom says you like to bowl. Yes, bowling. <laughs> what's your what's what's your best game you've ever had? My favorite is bowling. What he's asking, like, what's your score? What's what your highest score? What'd you get last night? Ninety-five. Ninety-five and eighty-five. Pretty good. <laughs> I don't I don't know if she can answer, but like, what 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 do you feel like is the the hardest challenges with with bowling for you? It's hard to do without bumpers. Say it again. I'm sorry. I couldn't understand it. It's hard to do it without bumpers. Oh, without the bumpers. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The bumpers. Yeah. I've never played with them, but yeah, I can imagine how much that's got to be much harder because you really have to have, if you're, you have one of those balls where it just, it doesn't curve and you have to throw it as straight as possible. And if you don't, yeah, if you can't, if you if your form is off even just a little bit, and like I, I was telling your mom the other day, like my, with my eyes, like there's those little dots up there. I can't see those dots, so I'm kind of I'm kind of improvising. I'm just hoping that my spine and legs and arm and everything is straight as possible because uh, if anything is off, it's going in the gutter. Yep, it could be very challenging. Are you any? You said you play basketball, right? Yes. You any good? I'm good three pointers. He's eating three point. Hey, it's something. It's just I, I love that you're you're not afraid to try anything. Yeah, that's a, fearless. Yeah, but that but again, like that's. I mean, I guess there's certain when she has people like you and and your family to protect her. I guess not having those type of feelings and and emotions and things that those, the fact that she doesn't really maybe have that in her is actually a good thing because it doesn't hold her back from being able to enjoy life in its entirety. That's true. That's uh, totally true. And she, she'll put that on to other people. So when she was learning how to ski that day, because um, every year for Christmas, that's what we would get the boys. We would take them snowboarding. And every year, Gabby and I would just ice skate at the bottom <laughs> of the mountain. So when I signed up for Special Olympics, she skied that day and, and I was just at the bottom of the hill, you know, watching her. And she turned to me and what'd you say? Let's face your fears. I need to face my fears. I said, Gabby, I didn't ski in 20 years. Said, <laughs> face your fears. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I went in there, went to <laughs> skis and uh, learned how to ski all over again. Right? And now we ski together. Oh, yeah. Because of you. <laughs> You're an inspiration. That's me. That's awesome. Yeah. She, I guess she challenges you to kind of get off your butt and get out there. <laughs> Can't right. can't sit around because she's she's gonna do it. That's right. Now I'm gone. Yeah. No. And like I said, it, it's so great that like some of these things. Like I said, the fact you don't have a lot of these issues that we all have. I have them. I deal with my depression all the time, and I worry about things that I probably shouldn't worry about. And um, I'd, I'd probably be much better off if I didn't. Um, there's things I fear and things I don't want to attempt because I'm so. You know, because of PTSD and everything I've been dealt with in my life. I mean, my life hasn't been easy. Um, but I also do, I'm at a per- point in my life now where I appreciate more. And, and, you know, I have friends that are totally blind. And I know that's that could have happened. And, you know, I have friends that are in wheelchairs. And people have don't have any hearing. And all these different conditions that I've interviewed and become friends with that, you know, I know that my life could be so much worse. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really appreciate life and, and really enjoy me and, and, and everything I'm doing. But, you know, I wish it didn't take this long because someone like you, you just come along and you just do whatever you want to do. True. That's awesome. Um, one of the things before we kind of get to what she's doing and what she's trying to do for people with disabilities, um, can you – like, can you talk about any like misconceptions and just, just, you know, a little information on down syndrome? Cause I know a lot of people have their own thoughts on what it is and all that, but, um, is there any like real misconceptions that people have? Well, yeah, everybody thinks that they're all like Gabby. That everybody's the same. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's not happy, you know, um, everybody's different. So they're not all, Oh yeah, they're just all happy people. That's not true. Um, and, you know, they think that um, they can't do anything. It's like, oh, you know, you're, 
you're slow or whatever. It's like, give them a chance. I mean, everybody can do something. Um, you know, they might not be brain surgeons, but, you know, they can do something uh, at work. Um, and they'll be your most loyal employee. You know, they're just dedicated to their work and doing a good job and just so thankful that they have a job. So, um, you know, don't judge people. Like you said, don't judge people by what they look like. <clears throat> just you know, by their heart. Yeah. And Gabby, you can answer this or your mom can, but... Um... What was it like trying to get out in the job market and trying to get jobs and people weren't allowing you, they weren't accepting you because of your condition? I tried to get a job, but they didn't hire me because they assume I'm not really good at to do it. What did they say at the um, at the smoothie? Um, first, first you applied to be in the childcare at a, at a, at a local gym, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and they just said no. They said no. And then when you wanted to work at the smoothie part, what did they say? They didn't try me, but they just said no. Anyways. They said you'd be what? Not good at it. Yeah, you'd be too slow, they said, right? Yeah. But they, they didn't even let you try to make a smoothie. Yeah. They, they did not let me. They didn't even do it. Nothing, right? They just nope. said. Nope. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, and mom, like, how, how aware are you this as far until you had your daughter, you know, however, when, when you figured this out, but how, how aware were you of how hard it is for someone with a disability to get a job? I mean, I know you probably see somebody maybe doing some, you know, bagging groceries or something here and there, but did you really know how bad that like the discrimination was for people like Gabby or, or anybody with a disability? No, I had no idea. None. No idea. Not until they, her and her friends started going out to the job market that we, all find out like oh okay they went through all all of high school and did everything they had to accomplish and got their diplomas but you know once you go out into the real world it's all a different story <laughs> right so. because there there are there's many ignorance toward you know racially and just certain things but like there's still certain like a lot of these jobs still have quotas in a way where it's like oh i have to have at least one black person here i have to have at least one woman or whatever but there really isn't anything for people with disabilities they don't you know, have really, I mean, there's, there's nonprofits, certain places that hire people with disabilities, but in general, there's really not any jobs that are, I know there's like the grocery store Wegmans or certain places that are good for that. But for the most part, a lot of places, like even with me who, you know, I go in, you know, an intellect and I'm talking and I'm saying what I can and can't do. And usually the things I can't do or things I say I avoid is just like heavy machinery that I can kill somebody. Um, mm -hmm. but overall, like trying to get a job at like Lowe's, I'm just like, I was talking to a guy, he's just talking to me. He's like, yeah, I, I find you very inspiring. I'm, I really enjoy what you do and you know what you're trying to do. And he, you know, we'll get back to you type of thing. He was nice about it, but I knew he wasn't giving me the job. Um, mm -hmm. and it was just, and, he, and again, I was young. A lot of the people they were hiring were just these old people that probably couldn't lift anything, but because <laughs> of my eyes, it's like, well, he's a liability. Um, which I'm sure is probably what they perceive to be with her. Like, I can't have her using a blender because she may put her hand in it or something stupid. Mm -hmm. True, yeah. Um, even when she applied to be a bagger at a local grocery store, I mean, we must have applied three times online, and it wasn't just like a one-page application, and they just kept saying they didn't have it, they didn't have it, they didn't have it, and, you know, and then when they finally did, you know, take her application, and then it was like, yeah, you know, we're not interested. I mean, I had a call the corporate office just to get her hired as a bagger. Wow. That's, really, that's, yeah, that's horrendous. I mean, e even something simple as like being like a, a, like a Walmart greeter or something, not the, not the saying she can't do anything, you know, more strenuous, but the fact that like how infectious she is with her energy, just like coming into a store, it doesn't have to be Walmart, but any store and just hi, like you can, you know, she's going to be super friendly and she's going to mean it. It's not just like she's paid to do that. Um, like how someone wouldn't see that even, even if she did work at a counter or something, but being, a, cause there's a lot of these people, when you go into these stores, they either hate their job and they, they let you know it by, you know, their facial expressions and, and how they, you know, outwardly put their voice out there to you. Uh, or they are just super friendly because they feel like they have to kiss ass to the company and just say, look, I'm, I'm employee of the year. But with her, mm -hmm. like she would just be genuine. Like she would just genuinely be kind. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, again, these, all these companies are always about boosting morale. Well, Gabby's great for morale. 
<laughs> True. Not, not only just because of her energy, but also it was like, look, we hired someone with Down syndrome and she's the one that's bringing us all up. Like she, you can build the company around her in a way, at least for like, you know, whatever it is. Like as like a grocery store clerk or something. You can just say, look, she's doing this and everyone else around her, they may not all hate their, love their job or love how much they're getting paid, but they have this girl around here who's just smiling and having fun and her life is much harder than any of these other people's. So, you know, it's boosting morale around here. That's right. You're right on point there. And that's something you were saying earlier about people with disabilities of what well, you were saying more towards her, but it, it's true for the whole community where the ones that really do want to work and the ones that actually do get jobs, they try so much harder to show you that they fit in and that they belong there because they're, they're dedicated to a person who gave them an opportunity. And when, when that, you know, when you give them that job, even if it is the pay is mediocre they are trying hard because you gave them an opportunity to show because they're really judging themselves harder than a lot of us. We're judging ourselves harder than you could ever judge us. But when you give us an opportunity, it's like, I will show you that I can do this and I'm dedicated. You have people coming in and out of here that don't care about anything that you're doing, but I'm here and I'm going to show you why I'm a good worker because I have to try 10 times harder. That's exactly right. Exactly right. <clears throat> um, yeah, like I said, it's it's very humbling, you know. And I've, I've I've had many people on here with different avenues of, you know, not only like revenue stream, but also just ways of their their advocacy. Um, and I, you know, and I, I say like I my ways through a podcast and doing speeches here and there and so on. But it's not all like that's not the way you have to do it. Like you find your own way, and I know you and Gabby have found your own way of doing that. Um, uh, so what, what, what kind of business have you you two started, Gabby and, and, and Mary? Well, you know, when nobody would hire her, um, she always, you always wanted what? A restaurant. You always wanted your own restaurant. So, so, and then nobody would hire you. So what happened? Then um, I went to another cop shop in Wilmington, and they had people with disabilities to work. Then I said, let's do it. So instead of a restaurant, we were going to do a coffee shop, right? Yep. So then we came back home to Raleigh and did pop-up events. And then we went to a local um, roaster, yep. Larry's, Larry's. Larry's Coffee, and you went and talked to him and told him what you wanted. You wanted to do your own coffee special shop. Blend. And, when he, and what did he say? He's eager. He's going to do a special blend for you? That's a blend for me. Okay, so then go ahead. You were doing we do pop we do up. pop up events, conferences for me to speak, and I think of my dreams and, and how they can achieve their dreams, right? Yeah. How you achieve yours and how they can achieve theirs. And then we were saving for the coffee shop, and you were working on a bar garage, right? Shipping orders. <laughs> yes. And then what happened? Then COVID came. Then we pivoted to the warehouse. What God provided us to. So, too. Yeah, and then we started what? We started Gabby's Pals. What's Gabby's Pals stand for? Packaging, assembling, labeling, and shipping. Yeah. And um, what do you do when you do that? What do you guys do? You you do like stuffed pillows. We do pillows for furbish. We do not cannabis we for vape pens. Mm -hmm. Murphy's. Murphy's. Um, so how many employees do you have now? I have 40 employees. With special abilities. With special right? abilities. Wow. And two locations, right? Yes. In Raleigh and Queenmore. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're one of the things I've, I've talked about here a lot It was that 75% of us are unemployed. And I mean people with disabilities. Um, yep. and, and you're doing your part to make sure that stops. And that That's yep. fantastic. You got to keep that up. Um yeah, it's very, like I said, people do their own, they do their, they help and advocate through different avenues. And, and I, what you're doing with this, like it's, it's something totally different from what I'm doing, but it, it, it's helping. And that's all that matters. Like just continue to help and give people jobs. And, um, and, and not only that, but you're spreading awareness on not only you, but others on what we go through and, and what we can do. You're, you're creating, um, you're creating jobs for people and 
you know, for people that no one wants to hire for some reason. Yes, that's yeah. it. We're trying to change it. You know, we'll hire as many people as we possibly can, and hopefully we can, you know, spread this to other um, cities, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just got to keep keep at it. It's, you know, it's never easy, but you, you keep doing it, and, and, you know, people pay attention to you. Obviously, I see yeah. Saw you met Kelly Clarkson, and it's like people like her. She's got a name. You know people who have some sort of fame, and um, they pay attention to you. They, you know, it's unfortunate that you need to know certain people that have that kind of notoriety to make you know any headway. But when you know people with some sort of fame and and just influence, um, you can get some things done. That's right. It's all right. Yep. Um. What was I going to ask you? Um, so, what 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 is your ultimate goal, Gabby? Of with with this coffee shop, are you do you want to just open them up all over the place? Do you want to like what what is what is your goal for the future with this? For my business, I want to expand it to every beach I want to go to. Okay. Every beach. Yeah. Huh? Every beach. Um, It'd be awesome. Well, we don't have a coffee shop. We just have a um, warehouse, a warehouse where we do packaging, assembling, labeling, and shipping. <laughs> so um, our employees all work at warehouses. Uh, we are, you know, we were doing well here. Uh, we have a little cage in the warehouse where we sell coffee and all her merchandise from, and we ship all over the country. Mm-hmm. So um, we are kind of pivoted away from the coffee shop idea. Um, maybe in the future, we might look at a storefront. Mm-hmm. Those people come all over to visit her yeah. and see her, buy her coffee. So mm-hmm. whatever God has in store for us, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean. Like, uh, out yeah. to others, you know. Yeah. I think what's great, though, is you're, you're, you're not only changing the stigma of, like, how the world perceives us, but you're also chasing, changing how people with disabilities feel about themselves because, you know, I, I've worked – at a nonprofit for a while and there's a lot of people with disabilities, mainly it's basically all visually impaired and blind. But I remember saying to one of my friends there and I said, Hey, I wonder what this place would look like if we were all disabled, we all blind and visually impaired. And he said, and he, and he's a very, he's totally blind. He's a very strong guy. Like he, he does woodwork. He works with chainsaws or not chainsaws, but like sanders and all kinds of things, things that would easily kill him or hurt him. And he's totally blind. And he, so he's a very strong person in one way, but mentally he's been beaten down by like the system and just, uh, you know, everyone telling him he can he can only do so much with, mm-hmm. with what he doesn't have. And, um, and so he said, well, that couldn't happen. And I said, why not? He said, well, what about the forklifts? I'm like, well, we have push lifts around here. Why can't we just get more of those? Um, and we all just look out for each other. It's like, there's, you know, you could even hire people around here who are deaf and they can be the eyes and like you, you there's ways of getting around everything. It's just yep. we are told that we can't do so much. We already have limitations. Like in my case, I can't drive. I know that. But you're not going to tell me, you know, that I can't work or I can't do so many other things because I can. You just don't know anyone like me who can because there's not enough of us out there like Gabby who's pushing the envelope and saying, no, we can do way more than you that you think. Um, and so, yeah, you're not only changing the perspective of, of – you know, abled bodies, you're also changing people with disabilities because you're giving them jobs and you're, you're showing that you can have a whole organization ran by people with disabilities. That's right. That's totally true, right? That every, all the employees have special abilities. Um, the managers are the only ones that do not. And they have a blast together. They are laughing, playing songs, dancing, singing, dance breaks, <laughs> bowling once a week with everybody. We, um, we Not have Wednesdays and Monday. Yeah, and we have a class um, at a, at a local college on Friday from nine to twelve for everybody at Wake Tech. At Wake Tech, where you know, they learn different things, and mm-hmm. um, so we're having fun. We're working. We're playing, and we're and we're learning all yeah. together, right? And you have a good time. I love you, and you've built this like community too. So you have all these friends, and you have all these people that like. Even if you were to get down, you have people that are going through it too, and you can just kind of look after each other. Yeah, that's what they do, right? Lift each other up. Oh, yeah. Now, you said, like, the, some of the managers don't have any disability. Like, are, are they more like you, just like parents? Um. Yeah, uh, two of them are parents, yeah, and one is not. One um was a teacher and a, and a 
just love people with special abilities. Huh. That's great. Yeah, because you're getting, you're just getting the best of people. Like you're getting all these people in one room who all have the same common goal and are just looking after each other. And there's no like, I mean, I'm sure there's some arguing or whatever, but overall, there's really no drama. Whereas in every workplace, is there's always something. Yeah, sometimes there's drama. I'm sure, sure, but you know what I mean? Like, there's so much drama that, like, there's so many, you know, things that you just don't have to deal with in in an average work setting, especially, you know, at a factory. Because I've worked in a factory Uh, for a while, and there's so much drama. No, it's fun here. People cracking jokes. People, you know, hitting each other with the pillows. It's fun. It's fun. (laughs) We have a good time. It's the best place I've ever worked. It's just that's awesome. Oh, I did want to ask you, Gabby, what, what made you want to write a book? Um, I think somebody contacted you, didn't they? It's called Dan the Fish Theory. Yes. And Kathy Gephardt, right? Kathy Gephardt, right. Yeah. So she asked you if you wanted to write a book. I think, yeah. Copy and book. Yeah. So, you know, tell them about your book. What did you say? Um, it's called Gabby the Puppy. She said I love doggies. love doggies. Who doesn't? I love dogs. Do you have a dog? Yes. What's his name or her name? It's Willow. Willow. He's a sweet zip. Aw. Too cute. Aw, I bet. Probably one of your best <laughs> friends, huh? Yeah. That's he's awesome. one of the colors. What's, um, before people, because I'll put it in the description whenever the episode does come out, but what is, uh, what's your, what's your website for people to know? It's Right? Yeah, dot com. Dot com. And that's. And that's where you sell your coffee and everything. Obviously, the grounds, but I'm just for the people who don't know, that's where you sell your coffee. And I saw there's like little packages and stuff you can get hot chocolate and. Uh, yep. Um, oh yeah. New shirts, new mugs. My favorite. That's awesome. Because we were Gabby's Grounds coffee shop, so we kind of when we pivoted, so now we're Gabby's, and under that is Gabby's Grounds Coffee, and under that is Gabby's Pals. Kind of got two companies. Two companies. Okay, that's great. Um, I did want to say to you, Gabby, and I I said a little bit of it off mic, and obviously your mom is is a huge part of this too because I'm very grateful for what your mom does just because, like I said, it's near and dear to my heart because of what my mom sacrificed for me. And, you know, we need more people like your mother who, you know, care so much for us because there's a lot of people that give up on us. Um, And so, but, 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 well, Directly to you, I wanted to just say, like, a you know, I want to go more in depth on it. It's just I'm very proud and grateful for your existence because you you're doing, you're you're changing minds and you and you're you're putting information out there to the world that most people didn't have before you existed. You know, you're 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 informing others on, um, you know, what people with disabilities really are and the, like the the simpleness and the specialness that we have. You know, you're. I've said this so many times that we're we're perceived to be the ones that are the broken people because something in our body is not functioning properly. But we're the ones that are always trying to fix and help people. And so there's this constant confliction on on that. And for me, it's like I'm always trying to look out for others and um, no matter how much people say I don't have what I don't have or whatever, uh, I'm very grateful for what you're trying to do and, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, everything you've accomplished and I'm sure you're going to accomplish a lot more. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, yeah. Mom, did we cover everything? Is there certain things you we, you want to cover? I'm down for whatever. I think we're good. I think we covered it all. Okay. I just didn't want to leave anything out of her story or um, anything that, you know, any information we can give anybody about Down syndrome because, like I said, there's people that think so many different things. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, like every person I've ever talked to or interviewed that has a disability, they've all been perceived to be slow in one way or another. And obviously Down syndrome is a label that you get put on you that you're automatically just slow because, you know, maybe certain things you can't take in, but it doesn't mean like everything she's done and everything she um, everything that she stands for, there's nothing slow about her. Nope, nothing slow about her. <laughs> She's a fast girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I guess we can end it then. Like I said, I I, okay. I hope we covered everything. I really do. And um, Gabby, if you ever need a friend or ever need anything, same goes to you, Mary. For, I mean, obviously, I hope we keep in touch. Um, Absolutely. But I mean, <laughs> is, is any, you know, anything you need from me, please just... Uh, 
please reach out. I'm, I'm, I'm always, my door's always open. Okay. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yep. You too. We'll talk later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was very sweet. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't know how it was going to go because I never talked to Gabby. I really didn't. I only talked to Mary a little bit yesterday. So, uh, Mary was very tired, so she wasn't really saying much. So I was kind of worried that, that they wouldn't talk much. But then I saw the interview they did on Kelly Clarkson, which I was told not to really talk about because um, there's a very sweet video of her and her boyfriend named Nick, who also has Down syndrome. And he, um, I, I believe he died, unfortunately. Um, and that's really sad because he seemed like such a great guy. They, they, they had him surprise her on Kelly Clarkson. But there's this really... Uh, and that's why I was tiptoeing around. I kept saying interviews because that was really the interview I was talking about, but I didn't want to really talk about it too much because of, she said it would make her cry. And so I, I didn't want to do that to her. Um, there's a dog barking, stupid dog. Uh, but yeah, there's a video of them like meeting up at the airport again. And they haven't seen each other in a good long while and, and they just run up and hug each other. And it, it's very emotional. It's, it's very, very, very sweet video, man. I, I, uh, I couldn't stop smiling. So, uh, I hope you all appreciate it and just check it out. Um, if I get the link, actually, I will get, I'll, I'll put the link in her website and everything on there, uh, in the, in, you know, in the episode description. So you can check it out. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone is doing well, man. Um, Please uh, be grateful for what you have. If there's anything Gabby has taught me or, or you, just try to be grateful for what you got, man, and just challenge yourself and, and try not to let anyone hold you back. And trust me, I say that as I'm holding myself back half the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying more and more. So um, everybody just hang tight and, you know, try to find the good things in life. And uh, I will see y'all on the next one.